Campers Jamcast with Jason Lynham, Andrew Gander and Matt Trepo. Hello Andrew, what's happening brother? Dude, I'm just sitting here, I'm actually just taking my shoes off right now to let my let my old let feet little, breathe. Let your little piggies air out a little bit. Yes, sir, man. That's one thing. Uh, being, you know, being out of the factory for five years, which I mean, the other the other couple jobs I've had, I mean, it's been standing doing this and that all day. But that the the factory stand is a uh, that's a whole different level of standing, different stand that I'd got accustomed to for a long time, and now that I'm back in it, I suddenly remember. The, the ten and a half hour days and all that so I did get me some I did get me some real comfortable uh composite toe shoes though got me Merrill's, some, right? yes sir yep very 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 comfortable and that is completely worth the money to buy if you're gonna be on your feet all day buy you some damn good shoes yeah my grandma used to say and I didn't understand it till I got older if your feet hurt your whole body hurts yes. Yes, your feet bones are connected to your leg bones, to your ass bones, and yes. your back, and your neck, and your hips, and your peter, and everything. I get it. Well, we're down a man tonight. Matt had some personal things he had to take care of, which is fine. Me and Andrew got together anyway, and I tell you what, it's been a short two weeks. Kind of snuck up on me. Well, it snuck up on me also, because when y'all sent me a text today and was like, hey, it's podcast night. I immediately thought, oh, shit, it is. And I had to look at the calendar and be like, oh, wait, is it? Because I just looked at it last night, and some kind of math that I had in my head last night, I just glanced at it, and the way I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, this is on the off week. It's next week. And that's what I'd been thinking. And then when y'all messaged me today, I was like, oh, God. It's tonight, so well, here know, we are. I was kind of confused, too, because Tina uh, pointed it out to me <laughs> because I was over here last Wednesday night, but I was just over here to hang out. Maybe that's why I was I had that on my brain then. Yeah, maybe, that, that, maybe, maybe so. But I went back and looked at the last episode we published, and sure enough, it's 13 days ago. So, so well, man, do you have any uh, big Labor Day plans? We dude. just had Labor Day, which is really the big last... Three-day weekend we get for the summer. We get Memorial Day, and then we get Fourth of July, and then here's Labor Day, and it'll be fall before you know it. Labor Day weekend was actually pretty badass because I've been working uh, four 10-hour days, so I've been off the last couple of Fridays. Um, now, the other guys that I work with, they'll do like some half days on Fridays, but I won't. I won't be able to start doing those until a couple more months. But anyways... So, yeah, I was off Friday and then also off Monday for the holiday. Ain't that fantastic? Yeah, it was a four-day weekend, and it was fantastic. And, you know, when you've got, like, a full-time gig like that going, it makes you appreciate those weekends even more, and it just – that feels good. Um, but Friday – so, all right. So, Friday was pretty spontaneous. I was just – I was on Facebook or something, and I seen something about Curly's Ridge Raceway, and I hadn't even thought about that place. Oh, I forgot about this. Yes, I got to hear about this. I haven't even thought about that place in years, but at the same time, I've wanted to go to the races for a long time. I haven't been out there in like 10-plus years probably. Used to go all the time when I was younger, when I was a kid and all that. My 
stepdad, he had a car, and him and his cousin, they would race the car, and we'd go out there Winford all the had t- a car? Yes, sir. Was, did he what, have a Ridge Runner? or what? No, it was an IMCA modified Oh, wow, car. big dogs. It was it was pretty nice. Uh, he Winford was the car owner, and then his cousin Wayne was the driver, and they both worked on it and all that. It was it was a fun thing they had going on. They were doing that back when him and my mom first started dating, and continued on for uh, four or five more years. But anyhow, used to go out there all the time. So. Friday, I just looked the place up and I was like, oh man, I wonder if they're still doing racing. I bet they are on Saturday for sure. So when I looked it up, I saw that they were having like a a Labor Day weekend. I don't know if it was the end of the season or whatever. They might still be doing some racing. I didn't didn't research that much, but I did see that they were doing like a big to-do Labor Day weekend, and they were also having shit going on on Friday up there as well as Saturday. Oh, big long weekend. Yes. So I had been, I'd been talking to uh, my cousin, and I was telling him about that. And and he, you say your cousin, you're talking about Grant, right? Yes. Okay. And he lives just not very far from there at all. And we'd talked before about, us all getting together and going sometimes. So it just kind of came together spontaneously that night. was like, do you want to go to the damn races? So I went over there to his house, and we went over there to the track, went in, and so the place was packed. What do they charge for mission now, about 15 bucks? Well, uh, Friday night it was $20 a piece. But I think that was because it was kind of like an event going on that's out of the ordinary. They had like the sprint cars there and stuff. Yeah, it was a big ordeal. And they was having like a big late model race and all of that. And it was $20 a piece. I think under normal circumstances, it's still just like $10 a piece. Or you probably pay like $25 to get the pit passes or whatever, which I really enjoy doing if I'm going with somebody like my buddy uh, Will Terry or them that they're into that shit and they've got like a, you know, somebody I know has their race car down there. Yeah. That's fun going down there and that whole hang. Do they do beer out. down in the pits? Absolutely. Okay. All of it. Okay. All of it. It's, that, that's, that's. I've never, me and my dad used to go out there quite a bit when he was living because he really liked that. Mm-hmm. You know, about once, twice a month we'd go out there, but I never went down in the pits. It's, um. It's pretty it's pretty interesting territory down there. It's um you know, it's kind of it's kind of just like a backstage pass at a concert, but ex- except for the fact you want to stay the fuck out of the way. Like and when you're walking anywhere down there and this was always driven into my head when I was a kid and I'd be out there with my mom and my stepdad is Basically, when I was young, like I couldn't go anywhere without one of them because, dude, you go walking around down there in the pits, you can get fucking ran over. Like, because there's just all kinds of shit happening down there all at once and stuff going on. And, you know, like you sign, I'm sure you still do, but used to, you would, like, when you would spend the 20, 25 bucks and get your pit pass wristband. Like you also sign a thing that releases. Yes. You sign a thing that releases them from being, you know, liable for anything. Well, I mean, and rightly so you should, because it's, it's just not exactly for just civilians down there. So did you visit the concession stand while you were there? I did. So, Grant and I, we we got there, we got settled in, just found a place to stand up top and watch all the action and just absorb everything happening. And then I was like, I'm going to go over to the concession stand. I went over there and I grabbed me and him two Frito chili pies and a couple bottles of water. And dude, it was just like the little cardboard box, like you would get nachos in or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The little kind of... The kind of like trapezoid box. Yes. Yeah. And it was just like, it was either some tortilla chips or it might have even been some corn chips. And there was like a pile of those. 
and then just a big scoop of chili on top of that, and then a big scoop of nacho cheese on top of that, and they stuck a fork in there and said, here you go. It was fantastic. So how was the racing? Did you enjoy it? Oh, dude, Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah. Yeah, man, it was fun. Get out there with all the loud-ass noises and that smell. And the people. The people, yeah. The people is always good out there. It's just good people watching. Good um, sociology experiment a yes. student could do out there for sure. It would be great to walk around out there. And I don't know why I wasn't in this mindset when I we, probably know why you weren't that well, upset. Well, I, I was. We were both very relaxed yeah. by the time we got out there. But we need to go out there sometime, and I think it would be so fun just to go and grab some random audio interviews from people. Be like, so what car are you out here to see tonight? Yeah, my PayPal's driving number 57 car. Yes, yeah. you would have to know exactly which people to pick to go and talk to, and they would be more than happy to talk to you. I'm, I'm going to sure. be real honest. When I used to go a lot, I liked all the races, but one of my favorites, if not my favorite, was the Ridge Runners. Yes, yes, because that out there those with little those, four bangers. that's a very uh, modest and level playing field. Yes. With those, because you get into like the, the late models and some of the IMCAs and stuff like that. Now, that's like a... You, you know, can tell who's got the money and uh, who doesn't. Yeah, but man, these other people out there, like... Some of the I remember from what I remember of those Ridge Runners, man, that's just old dudes out there, out there banging the fuck out of it with what they got. Yeah. And dude, what was always so cool about those Ridge Runners is that was when the crowd would get involved the most. Like, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, Steve, fucking go. And dude, just people would holler and scream, and usually they'd have like seven kids a piece running around with like their diapers full of shit and stuff out there in the the grass area in front of the stands. It's just it, well, you know, Monday night at the Green County Fair was the big demolition derby, and the reports I've heard from some people that went, evidently, a big hell of a fight broke out. Really? In the arena. I don't know the finer points of Demolition Derby, but evidently when they turn the lights off, all the cars are supposed to stop. Yes. Okay, well, the lights went off, and these two guys climbed out. I think it's on Facebook. Yes. Okay, now, now yeah. Yeah, this is the same thing you're talking about that I seen. Melissa showed me a, a video of the or a link or something on Facebook and there's a couple people that got some pretty good close up videos. Demolition Derby is one of those things that if you just sit back and really think, you wonder, I can't believe this is still a thing. I can't believe that they still allow this to go on. And I'm surprised more people don't die from like burning in an inferno in a old station wagon. I mean, dude that I, I I'll be honest with you now, as someone who loves going to the stock car races, I cannot tell you that I've ever been to a demolition derby. I don't think I have. Well, I've been to a couple of them. That doesn't surprise me. Well, only, only literally like two or three or so, and they've the, only the ones that I've been to have been at the Green County Fairgrounds, and I've. It was always hard for me to get very impressed with them because it was like you wait, you wait, you wait, and you wait for 30 minutes, and then finally they fire them up and go bam, bam, crash them the fuck up, and then it's just like, and that happens for about 20 seconds to two minutes maybe. That's what and she then said. It, then it's over. <laughs> That's what she said. And then you just wait. And yeah, but with me, there's not usually a second round. Mm. They'll end up doing the second round like they'll wait and wait and wait and finally go. You got to fix your cars. Is that what happens? Yes, they got to okay. fix their cars. See, I don't know the finer points of or of what, the whatever derby. it is. Or like this guy's out and this guy's on fire. So, you, well, the car's on fire. So <laughs> you got and the guy possibly. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact. Pretty sure my dad went out there, uh, Marvin. For the, yes, for the uh, for the demolition derby the other night. Now, 
we're going to try this out for the first time, but I'm going to give him an impromptu call, and I'm going to ask him about this. Make sure he knows he's on the podcast. Oh, it's ringing. He may be tied up. He's at. Uh oh. Ah, voicemail. Ah oh, man. We'll try him again. I bet he, you he calls he, back. Yeah, he may end up calling back. Yeah, he'll call back. But anyway, yeah, I do want to hear about because I saw that he, who he had told me, uh, he had texted me and he said that he was going to the demolition derby. But I didn't ever end up hearing anything else out of it, so I'm gonna have to, uh, gonna have to ask him about that. But I heard it got pretty heated for uh, for a minute out there. Now that would be okay to go out there and watch. Now I mean I know it's not like a very nice display of grown ass men out there. Fuck it. Oh, the here's the thing that I thought of when I saw all these damn regular fat Joes like me out there doing all this shit. I was thinking when I was watching that Facebook video about 10 seconds into that, I said, I bet right now a lot of these fuckers out there are thinking, God damn, I'm out of breath. What do I do? Like, there was people out <laughs> there for this shit. trying to move faster than they've probably ever moved in the last 20 years. Well, you can years. do that for a while. That adrenaline gets flowing, you know. That that adrenaline yeah. goes, you know, you're... you're, you're, you're you kick into gear, your fight or flight kicks in, and you can do that. Well, but, see, man, I don't know. That ain't my bag. I just feel like I would probably end up setting that out and not getting out of stay the car, in my car. Y'all figure to this get out. involved in doing that because you know I for sure don't want to have my ass whipped in front. You know, in by public. Well, uh, yeah. Well, first off, I don't want to have my ass whipped by anybody. But yeah. To have a crowd involved? Could you imagine just getting pelted into the dirt and then meanwhile you can hear <sighs> like there's just people hollering and, you know, good yeah, God. Yeah, I don't want to put my That ain't for me. Well, we ended up going to the lake this weekend. Uh, I took Friday off too, so I had a four-day weekend. We went up Friday. Tina got off about two. Now about noon, so we was up there by four. We went out uh, to eat. Shelby went with us, which was a nice treat. And uh, we ended up going out to karaoke Friday night. Eric Cup was there in rare form. He had his. Remember last time he was here, he was telling us he had the new karaoke songs he had worked up. Well, now what was the venue again that y'all the were? The Old Mill Tavern. Old. Okay. Yeah, All right. It's right there on the uh, right when you're coming into uh, Mountain Home. Yeah. Got, got the big water wheel. So. Yep. We went there and karaoke Friday night, and went out on the lake uh, Saturday. We actually went over to Sand Island. Which was nice because it hasn't been a thing all summer because the water's been so damn high. But there was actually some sand this weekend, so we spent some time over there. Um, then su- Saturday night it rained. Like I woke up and I could hear the rain pounding down and the wind. Well, I got up on Sunday and we were going to go back out. And I'm always the first one up. I was up about seven. Started the pot of coffee. Went out on the front porch to drink my coffee, and it was about 61 degrees and overcast and pretty damn chilly. And I was like, ugh, I don't know if we're going to make it on the lake today or not. But I looked on the weather app at the clouds, and it said by like 1 o'clock the clouds were going to be moving out. So we delayed our departure to the lake. We went out about 1 Dude, it turned into a fantastic day. It was like 88 degrees, sunny. We met up with Michael Crutchfield. Yep. You know, uh, Tina's cousin. We met up with the, they got a new jet ski, or a used, new to them jet ski. And we went out on that, and uh, hilarity ensued. Keith rode the jet ski, uh, got it up to like 52 miles an hour. Dude, I haven't ridden one of those damn things in years. Well, uh, Keith rode it and got it up to 52 miles an hour. And I bet it beat the hell out of his asshole. Too, uh, not too bad. Where we were at, though, it was oh, we were kind of over there north, uh, and it was kind of it was a nice, nice glassy. Uh, Michael Crutchfield got it up to fifty-two miles an hour. I got it up to about thirty because I'm just not a thrill seeker. I understand. You know? I understand. Guess who went the fastest out of everybody? Oh, 
Had to be the fastest. We're faster than anybody. I'm going to go with your brother-in-law, Adam. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. He went 54. Yeah. Oh, you went 52? Oh, you went 52? Yeah, I went 54. Yeah. Yeah. Adam. Which, that's, you know, not provable, but, you know, I'm not, gonna, not calling him a liar, but... You know, should have been like, oh wait, I think I, I think I read it wrong. It was fifty six. Um, yeah, I was looking at kilometers. Yeah. And, <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was a good weekend, man. I was tired. I come home. We can't, dude. We get up when we come home from the lake. We get up and we're out of there by like eight o'clock. Oh, I know. I've been up there with you and Tina before, and I appreciated it very much. We go I'll, through McDonald's, yep. and I'll get me. The egg McMuffin, hash brown, and a coffee, and we'll go through the drive-through, and I'll head east, and I will fucking be home. We were home at like eleven ten. Okay, now I gotta ask you this because I felt like did, when you got into uh, like that Highland Cherokee Village area, did you stop at the Casey's General Store Always. on the way? So, do you do like the same routine on every trip up there and every trip back, Andrew? Who are you talking to? See, I like to stop at just random gas stations. No, I'm stuff. a very methodical person. I we leave Paragould. We stop at that new Casey's in Cherokee Village. We pee. We let our dog pee. I'll usually smoke a cigarette. And then we are back on the road. We don't stop to work Keith's. On the way back. Now, you know, on the way back, we may not have stopped. Because I think I was like... Do you need to stop? And Tina was like, no, I'm good. I'm like, yeah, I don't either. And uh, so we didn't stop until we got to Walnut Ridge. I usually take the bypass around there, but I actually cut through Walnut Ridge, and we stopped at that Casey's there in Walnut Ridge. I got gas, took a pee, headed east. So are you a rewards member at Casey's? I am. I am too now. I finally uh, bit the I'm a the rewards bullet. member at Come and Go and Casey's. Cause though, I'll be honest with you, Come and Go is usually my go-to just because it's right down the road from my house. Yeah. But, dude, those Casey's are nice. I've, Dude, I, I'm about uh, wore out on Come and Go, honestly. I mean, that's where I've always went to for you know everything because it's just down the road from the house. But at the same time... Their food and stuff just isn't that good. Like, if it's first thing in the morning before work, if you want to grab, like, a breakfast sandwich or if you ever want to grab, like, a slice of pizza or something, Casey's has come and go whipped on the food, and hands down. So that's become my morning routine is I'll stop at the Casey's General Store here in Paragould on the way to work. I usually stop in there about 5.15 a.m., and I'll grab me a uh, cup of black coffee, and I'll grab me one of those breakfast sandwiches. But I'm usually not in the mood to eat at like 5.30 in the morning. I grab that sandwich, though, and I just stick it in my lunchbox. And then about 9 o'clock or 9.30, whenever it is that I uh, go on a break, I'll eat that bastard then. Hell yes. And they have a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant that is fantastic. Not a huge fan of their sausage. Like the sausage patties. Yeah. I've eaten their sausage patties. I've eaten the sausage biscuit there. Not a huge fan of the biscuits there. They're okay. But that those croissants are the shit. I, I visit Common Go quite a bit because if I just got to pick up a couple of things, it's really handy. Now, I'm not one of these guys. Eric Cup. He can tell you every gas price between here and Mountain Home. I guarantee you. I'm not one of these guys that will drive six miles out of my way to save three cents a gallon. But if I need gas, I will look, and I'm driving, I'll look at what Come and Go's got it, and then I'll look down at Murphy's. Sometimes Murphy's is a penny or two cheaper. Sometimes they're nine or ten cents cheaper. The other day, I think Come and Go was two seventy nine, and... Murphy's was two seventy. All I needed was gas, so I went down there and saved nine cents a gallon. I know that ain't much, but shit, it's something. Yeah, it is. I understand, and you know, maybe I'm just very financially irresponsible. But I'll be honest with you, I never even them look at the price of gas. Really? No, I never. I just do. It, I don't let it. I don't overtly let it 
influence my decision. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be like 287. Fuck that. I'm going. No. I mean, I'm like, well, that sucks, but I guess I'm getting gas today. I got to get places. Yeah. I just, I don't ever really pay attention to it because the thing is, I know I'm just like everybody else. I've got to get it. And I know that, you know, anywhere in town, it's never going to be any more than 10 cents a gallon difference than it is exactly here where I'm standing. And so I know that, okay. So if you get 10 gallons, you're talking about a dollar. Yeah. If I get 10, if I get 10 gallons of gas, which is usually, that's usually the number, usually 10 around that area, 10 gallons, 13 gallons, or, you know, fill it all. If you do that once a week, that's $52 a year, Andrew. Yeah, I know. Well, see, I can't be, you know, Cutting corners there when I'm sitting here smoking cigarettes and drinking beers every day, and, right? You know, yeah, I, I stuff it. like that. So I guess that's why I just never. And like I said, maybe it's irresponsible of me, but I just never pay attention. Like that would just be one more thing for me to think about or keep up with. Right? And I just right. There's only so much room in my little brain. I think up I there. just said that out loud. Yeah. Yeah, it, I get it, man. It'd just be one more thing. So you digging the new job? Oh, dude, I love it. Good, love it. I, and you know, you know, factory wise, in comparison to the other two places I've worked, which they were both great places to work, I liked. You know, I liked both of those places. Um, but comparison wise, dude, it's way better than either one of those were. Man, I'm glad you're glad you're digging it. Oh yeah, I don't I don't see that. You know, in my foreseeable future, I don't. I don't see that there's anything else I want to be doing. You don't plan on going nowhere, huh? No, no. Actually, this this uh, lead guy that's been training me and all that, uh, we we've been working together a lot over the last few weeks, and from what I hear, they experience a pretty high turnover rate out there. Well, like, I, think I think that's pretty common for factory work. Well, and I think that anywhere for that matter I anymore. I think it's probably a little more common now than it ever has been but anyways uh i told him i was like you know because i'd never even met this dude before but i told him i was like i i realize we don't really know each other but i've got news for you is that i'm gonna be in your fucking hair for quite a while yes over i I need to know what's going on and what my responsibilities are yeah y'all's gonna find out how dumb i am but y'all ain't getting rid of me and you know it's it's been it's been pretty cool so far. I'd well, man, I, like he probably appreciates that because that shows initiative. Oh yeah, and dude, I'll tell you another thing. The dude, his name's Pat. This guy that's been teaching me all kinds of shit. He's fu- he's a he's a fucking great teacher. He's very good at that stuff. And see, I'm not. And I've already told him that. I was like, I'm not. Like, I guess I'm the selfish type that I go in there and I want somebody to like show me how to do all this shit and learn it. But then I don't want to have to be teaching nobody else because I'm a terrible teacher. Now, let me ask you this. Is it that you can't teach or you don't have the patience or the want to to teach? B. Okay, you don't have the patience (laughs) or the want to to teach. Or two. Or B, yes. No, I I don't. Like, it just, like, when when I'm working, doing whatever I, you know, whatever I'm doing, like, anymore... Like, I just want to do that. Like, I just, I know how to do the thing. This is what y'all are wanting me to do. Okay, I'm going to come over here and do this thing the best I can and do that. And, you know, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's. Well, see, I like to think. I don't feel like I do a good job at it. Like, I don't feel, I know that I don't do as good of a job at teaching as other people have taught me to do things. Well, here's the thing. You got to have patience. And I consider myself to be a pretty good teacher of things. You got to have patience. And, you know, Albert Einstein said something one time, and I'm going to mess it up, but it's something like if you can't explain something simply, then you don't understand it well enough. If you can't explain something in simple terms, then you yourself don't understand it enough. So let me tell you a little antidote that happened to me. So in 2012, I graduated from respiratory therapy school, December, like 13th or something. Had several job offers, ended up taking a job at AMMC, Arkansas Methodist Medical Center right here in town for a myriad of reasons, but 
Anyway, so it wasn't six months later, must have been June or July of 2013. I'd worked there six months, still really didn't know a whole lot, had trouble finding my way around. Well, one of my former teachers decided she didn't want to teach anymore, respiratory therapy teachers, and went to work at our facility. And bless her heart, this woman, salt of the earth, country folk. Yeah. Okay, good. Do anything you you ask her to do. But she wasn't that good at picking up the intricacies of the job, how to chart, how to do this, how to multitask. If you only have two people working and you have the whole hospital, you got to kind of prioritize and multitask and get shit done. So finally, after she worked there about a month, because most people have like a two or three month, you know, and they pretty much know what's going on. Right. So my boss came and said, hey, I need a favor. I need you to take her under your wing and mentor her. And you're six months into the job. And she's been a therapist for years and taught it for years i'm like well this is fucking weird yeah that is weird but man i have trained a lot of people right she tested my patience more than about anybody ever because she was just so slow to pick things up now on the flip side dude i am too if i could have said hey listen I need you to go outside, run around the hospital three times, and come back in here. She'd been like, okay. She'd have done it. No questions asked. Like, if you needed help, she was queen of that. But when there's only two of you for the whole hospital, and you're like, hey, I've got to go down here and do this. I need you to go do that. Dude, it would take her... It would take her three times longer to do one thing than it would me to do eight. Right. And, I, I, man, I finally, after about two years, she finally got the hang of it, most of it. But, dude, it was, it was arduous. It was, uh, well, it was, whatever that means, I'm torturous. I, I probably Very been, difficult. I've probably been arduous. Man, you pick uh, shit up quick. Well, some you stu- really do. I have to ask a lot of questions over and over. That's because you want to know how Again, to do it the right way. Yes, that that's the big thing is just doing shit the right way. And right now, it might not be like the fastest shit in the world, but that's what I'm concerned with is just doing it, doing it the way that it's supposed to be done. Anyways, that's what makes and, you a good employee. Well, Don't cut the thing no corners. Is I, I feel like I haven't always been the greatest employee at places like when I, you know, doing the factory jobs and stuff back in the years. But now it's like I go into it with a little bit of a different light. Like I have, well, Andrew, you're a little more mature now, buddy. Well, I feel like I, I feel like I probably am. But uh, anyways, I, I try to do a good job at it. And hey, jobs learn, learn are like anything else in life. Yeah, showing up is ninety five percent. Of the battle I mean really honestly Showing up is 95% of it If you show up You're already way ahead Of a lot of folks Yeah sure is Well man I think we got some McDonald's sitting over here Why don't we take us a break And scarf down our our McDoubles And uh, spicy McChickens And uh, we'll come back I got a special treat for you I want to share with you Andrew Ooh All right, so I'm gonna I saw that I I'm playing phone tag With my dad so I think I missed a call. I'm going to call him back. This should be interesting. Damn. Oh. Your call has been forwarded to an Are you serious? Well, damn, that was anticlimactic. Good God, I hope he calls man, back. Man, I just looked over my glasses here, my blind ass looked over at you, and I thought, man, that's fucking Luke Combs sitting over there. <laughs> Dude, Luke Andrew Combs. Andrew Luke Combs. What is it? Have, have I, I think it was the hat and the beard. Have I, have I lost some weight? The hat, the beard. Oh, Luke Combs is bigger than you, brother. He did not end up answering the day. Uh, he'll call you back. And I just talked. But anyways, yeah, I was going to holler at him and see if he 
had any kind of insights to give on what happened out there at that demolition derby because I knew he went to it. Oh, he'll call back. But Listen, one of these evenings this week, not tomorrow, I'm kind of excited. My Dallas Cowboys play tomorrow. NFL season kicks off. Who y'all? Then Saturday, Arkansas plays Texas. Big game. I'm glad football's back. I did watch the game. Okay, so just this past Saturday, um, did watch the Arkansas game. We went over to uh, to my buddy Ben's house, and we watched it and hung out. And then later that night, I came home, and on the uh, I got. I, I ordered like a couple month trial, or not a trial, but I just paid up like a couple month subscription to the uh, ESPN app and got the ESPN Plus. So I came home and I watched uh, who was it was Arkansas State and uh, UCA. UCA, yeah, they played they played Conway, and I mean they won. But that wasn't that interesting of a game. Man, right? I listened I to it, it, and it sounded like it was kind of a shitty game. Was it really? No, I'm talking about the Arkansas game now. The Razorbacks game? Yeah, well, both of them, actually. Oh, no, yeah, the Razorbacks. I mean, it, dude, it was very, very typical for them. I mean, season opener, they're playing a very huge, prestigious school like Rice, and then they let them get like the upper hand on them for the majority of the game pretty much is what i saw and then they came back and won and it's almost one of those like yeah it's cool that you won this season opener you won the game but at the same time did you deserve to win that game that's kind of how i felt in uh 2010 me and a couple of buddies we went down and watched the damn uh we watched the Liberty Bowl. Arkansas played East Carolina University. Oh, with Ryan Mallett. Uh, yeah, they had yeah. Ryan Throws Mallett. Throws your ass off, didn't uh, you? Oh, dude, it was like seven degrees out there, and it was the most miserable shit ever. And for the halftime show, rest in peace, they had Eddie Money as the halftime show. Two tickets show. to paradise. He was out there basically lip-syncing. Two tickets to paradise and uh, take me home tonight. And I just froze my dick off the entire time watching all of it. It was miserable. The kicker at the time was uh, Alex Tejada, I think. Arkansas. Oh, I forgot. I hadn't Alec, heard that name in a while. Dude, Alex Tejada missed like nine freaking field goals <laughs> that game. And uh, I think even extra points and field goals. And... Arkansas ended up winning that game, but I was so pissed by the time it was over with that, like, I just didn't even feel like they deserved to win it. Like, okay, yeah, you won it. The game just happened to end up that you had more points than the other team, right. but you did not win this you game. You did not win. Yeah, you did not no, win no, 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 that no. other team. Yeah. So uh, when I knew it was just going to be us today, I was like, what the hell are we going to talk about? So I found this app. And this app is a random topic generator and random conversation starter. So I'm just gonna hit, um, I'm just gonna hit generate random topic and see what happens. Oh God, this is oh scary. okay. Oh, this is a good one. <clears throat> we'll do a couple of these. Time freezes for everyone but you for one day. What do you do? Man, I'd hate to just be simple and say, go to Walmart. And do a bunch of shopping. But at the same time... That's a definitely old man answer. Well, at the same time, it kind of is anymore. Because they don't have 24-hour Walmart anymore. It's this is the, true. Um, it opens up at... Uh, it's either 7 or maybe 6 now. But there's been so many times that I've woke up like early as hell on a Saturday or Sunday morning... And been like, man, I want to go to freaking Walmart and get some breakfast food or whatever. And you have to wait on them to open. See, that just takes it all out of me. It just the whole waiting to be open. Like I used to like, especially a long time ago when I worked night shift, I used to love 
going into Walmart at like three or four o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Yes, sir. Or something. Especially when you were wanting to get like a lot of shit because you can just maneuver around, do whatever, and look at shit. Didn't have people. Not like, have to deal with all the folks. Oh, dude. But I mean, I feel like that's, uh, I'm throwing away an answer on that because I feel like there's so many other cool, th- or maybe like drive somewhere. Drive- now, how long did you say it was? 24 hours. One 24 day. hours. Yep. Maybe go to some big city and just go driving around. And looking at all kinds of shit. Not have to fight all the traffic. Oh, yeah, just going here. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine being in a city like Memphis or Little Rock or whatever, and there being nobody on the highways, and you can just go wherever the hell you want to go, drive in whatever lane you want to drive in? and It's fast as you fucking want. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Here's a good one. A portal... To another world opens in front of you. You don't know how long it will stay open or if you'll be able to get back after you go through. What do you do? I can't go. You ain't going. No, I, I don't can't. I, I, can't, I can't. I don't know where this motherfucker goes. I can't go. Because yeah. I know of substances that you can take that'll do the same thing, <laughs> but you will come back. So it's hard, it's hard for me just to uh to uh go and say that, oh, I might not be able to ever come back from this thing that I don't know what it is to be. Yeah, that's a pretty hard no for me. However, if you knew what the other world or realm... Well, it just says a portal to another world. You don't know. But you don't know what's going to be happening. No. It could be World War III or it could be Paradise. You don't know. Okay, so I could hop through this portal and out of nowhere... I just plopped down on June 6, 1944 yes, in Omaha in Beach. Yeah. Normandy, D-Day. Well, you wouldn't last can't long. Can't come back. Holy cow. Yeah. No, sir. I can't risk that happening. All right. Now, this one right here, those were very topical. This one right here gets a little deeper, and I just hit generate random topic. This could get deep. We could talk about this for a little bit. Does technology simplify life or make it more complicated? Both. It definitely does both. You're right. It's a paradox. The, yeah, there, right. there's yeah. there's not a uh, there's not a black and white or. It's definitely convenient to be order DoorDash on your phone and have it delivered to your house. Well, but it yeah. also complicates a lot of shit too. It does complicate a lot of shit, just like. You know, all this social media and all these people bitching about this and bitching about that and misinformation on everything. It doesn't matter what topic you're talking about, whether you're talking about the coronavirus. Or your favorite type of pizza. Yeah, or whether you're talking about uh, the damn vaccine or whether you're talking about your favorite type of pizza. There's misinformation on literally every subject available and then there's also people that buy into all of this misinformation on everything. And considering that, you know, people on two opposite sides of the globe can just instantly interact with each other. And now that is a very good thing, you know, that you can keep in communication with somebody that you love over on the other side of the globe. Yes. And nothing but just a, you know, a, a chat through a text on an app or a phone or social media or whatever. But now when it comes to, like, news and all this shit happening and, you know, this information just getting blasted around the globe all at once and all that, like, that's way ahead of of human beings as time and we're not prepared for that yet. Well, you're thinking about this from our current state of affairs, which I understand. But when I read this and I'm thinking about this a little deeper than you now that I've heard you talking, does technology technology simplify life or make it more complicated? Think about technology, think about the Bronze Age when people first learned how to make metal tools. Well, technology. Right? You could like dig. That's technology. You could like make a hoe to dig up the soil, or you could make a sword to kill people. Well, yeah, but I mean, hell, think about 
you're talking about technology, I mean, just think about medical sciences and stuff. Automobiles. So technology is enduring people's lives, you know, because way back in the day. So now you're arguing that technology makes life better. Well, yes. Yes, it does. In that sense, like, you know, all of the different because I guess I was more hung up on like internet and stuff like that, which, however, internet is technology. But yeah, now for certain things, it's done us a world of good. Yes, it's. Done I think us a every world technology from like metal tools to uh, automobiles to uh, everything. Computers, cell phones have a benefit and a cost. There's no benefit without cost. You don't get nothing for free, right? There ain't no benefit without somebody paying some cost somewhere, right? Right. So I guess it's like a double-edged sword. It's how you choose to use it. However, within the last, I'm going to say, within the last 30 years, this has been really ramped up. With, uh, more specifically, like the internet. You know, now not just tech, I mean, of course, there's technology going on before the internet. Like, you're talking about the evolution of tools and stuff that people used for this and stuff that people used for that. But now the internet, that's a whole... I mean, I know it falls under technology, but... And now that has made an easy button for so many things in life for sure i mean think of all you know how many things operate paperless now that never did and how much information gets transmitted you know everybody you know at work well this is a perfect example of what we're talking about the cost benefit analysis i love being able to go online and pay my bills yeah, I can pay my city light and water bill online. I can pay my you know car loan online. I can pay my mortgage online. But the flip side of that is somebody can hack and steal your information. Absolutely. Happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Happens all the time. So that's a really good example of um, you know, the double-edged sword that that is technology. On that note, here's a good one. I know certain people in my life that I know exactly how they'd answer this question. How do you feel if you accidentally leave your phone at home? Well, it depends on where I'm going. Let's say you're going uh, out to eat and you're coming to my house to hang out for a while. And I, like before I realize I left my phone. Yeah, you're at McDonald's in the drive thru. You're like, shit, I left my phone. Are you coming home to get it? No. Okay. All right. No. That was a short answer. No, I'm not. Now we both if, know certain people that would lose their shit, though. Now right? it would all depend on, I guess, just the circumstances going around it. Like if you were having a conversation with somebody about like something that's happening in the next couple of days, and it's like a, hey, you get back with me, I get back with you. You know, like we're we're corresponding here. But you can live without it for two hours. Something going. But if it's just like normal circumstances and we leave the house and oh we're gonna go run and get something to eat and then go hang it no i'm fuck i'm good if we've already left the house now if i got like 20 feet out of the driveway and i realized like oh damn i left my phone in the house well i'm gonna back up and go back in there and i'm gonna go and get it but if i didn't realize it till we was on down the road and you know there was nothing going on that I was having to talk to anybody about. I would just I'd just leave it at the house. We actually did that the other day. We we went somewhere to eat and Melissa had found out out of nowhere. She's like, I guess I left my phone at home. It wasn't no big deal. We just went and got something to eat and went and did something else after that afterwards. I don't remember what it was, but I mean Hell, within a within two or three hours, we was back home. You know, it was wasn't shit. no big deal. No. All right, I've got a couple of no. Okay. no, no wait, I'm I'm going to add something to that. 
Now, if we would have been leaving to go somewhere and I realized that Melissa and I had both left our phones at the house, no. <laughs> I want no, I want to have a phone. You know, but you're going somewhere doing anything, whatever. I want to have a damn phone in case we need to that's what I love about you. You always want to put nuance into the conversation. You always want to put like, oh, I'm fine with my phone, but now both of our phones, I don't know about that. You know. But. Well, no, you because you do need to like have that. Okay, say if I left my house and I'm running three miles, two miles down the road to the store to get a pack of cigarettes, and I realize that, you know, when I'm leaving the driveway, no, I'm... I'm not coming back in to get my phone. But if you're going out for a few hours or whatever and neither one of you have it, no. It's it's nice to have a damn phone. Okay, so the answer like, to that is no, because I'm counting Melissa's phone as your phone as well. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, definitely not both of it. Just, it there's a lot of moving parts there. It right. depends. Okay, this one's a little more lighthearted, but it could get te- deep too. As someone who is a self-proclaimed history nerd, this one hit especially close to home for me. But now I'm going to give you a few seconds to think about it because I've been thinking about it and I don't know what my answer is. There's an obvious answer here, but I don't know that that's what I would go with. If you could meet anyone in history that's ever lived... Who would it be? Now, oh, man. you know, may, maybe one of your family members, right? Maybe your great-grandpa. But, I mean, like any historical figure, if you could sit and have a beer and a two-hour conversation with, who you picking? Oh, man. That's really tough because, yeah, you know, somebody would immediately say... See, my immediate thought a was family Jesus. Member. Or Jesus... JC himself. I mean, that's not that a, would answer uh, a lot of questions, wouldn't it? Uh, I'm not going to say that's my answer, but I'm just saying that'd probably be a popular answer. Yeah, that would that would probably be a pretty popular answer. I'm not sure if I would go. I'm not sure personally if I would go for the Jesus thing because. All right, let's just face it. You know you're going to find out a whole lot of shit that you're going to be like, oh, no, it wasn't this one. You know, like, right. this guy said this, and y'all have all got this twisted. Right. You would never be able to relay that to anybody. No. Because if you did, you'd be the fucking crazy person. You'd be like, hey, I met Jesus. All right, well, let's, let, let's, let's just narrow it down to Andrew Gander. Like, just think about who you think would be interesting I'll kind of rephrase the question. Who do you think in the past would be really cool to sit down for an evening and split a 12-pack with? Oh, boy. Just to pick their brain. Oh, man. There's that, so many, right? It's well, hard to narrow it down. Yes, it's so many. And I'll that's, give you a couple then. Okay. Let's say yeah. you can have a couple of people over. Yeah. Who are you having? Oh, God. I... Because I'm thinking about this like, okay, this would be like a one-time opportunity, and you've got to think about it. And first off, if, if I was ever given that opportunity, I'd want to have like a month or now, more you got an to even think you about it. you got an it. evening. But, well, right now I've got just a couple minutes. Um, See, no, my, no athletes, now I'm going to tell you where my no, head's at on this. My head immediately goes to military historical figures. Okay. You know, like, and I don't know why, but like Robert E. Lee or, uh-oh. All right. Got my dad calling here. Marvin has called back. Oh. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I missed that call. I, I was on the phone with a good friend of mine. He's trying to recover from COVID. He's had a really rough time with it, so I didn't, I didn't want to cut our call short, but I think he's doing better. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. I, w- I'm not glad to hear that your friend has COVID, but I'm glad to hear that he's doing a little bit better. Oh, what yeah. What I was going to ask you about is, you said that you went out there to the demolition derby the other night. Yeah. So, how was that? Well, it was it was pretty good. Uh, they. They started off, of course, I don't I don't like that buddy-buddy stuff. I think that just pretty much ruins the whole thing. They need to get out there and every man be for himself and nobody try to kill each other. But anyway, they uh, 
I think they ran two heat races, a consolation race, and they was about halfway through the final, and uh, a fight broke out over there. I don't know what it was, but so had you had you already left before the fight broke out? No, no I stayed for the whole thing. I got there. 30 minutes early and I waited. I was the last guy sitting in the stands when it was over. I didn't want to fight the crowd. <laughs> so I, w- I wonder what the fight was over or like what, what they were, what somebody is wanting to whoop somebody else's ass over. I, I don't have any idea, but it, uh, there's a, there's a thing on Facebook. Uh, somebody's got a little bit of footage of it okay now i watched i watched a couple of the videos out there and they were pretty fucking funny because uh, a couple of the videos i saw were like good close-up action but all the videos just kind of started like basically when the fighting broke out and i didn't know i didn't know what it was over or what the hell was going down or what it was i don't know either uh, i just heard somebody they blinked the lights. They had stopped the, the race or whatever you want to call it. And, uh, for, there was a, there was a fire over there. One of them was blazing a little bit, but I don't think anybody, uh, um, attacked the fire. I think it just kind of burned itself out. And then I heard somebody holler, well, they're fighting over there. And so I looked, I looked over there and, and the lights had come back on. And of course, the cars, you know, they wasn't running or driving or anything. And so I guess somebody thought it'd be a great opportunity for an ass whooping. And, <laughs> and so they was going at it, and people was pouring out of the stands and over the fence and stuff out there. And then also the crowd, the crowd got involved too. Yeah. Oh yeah, my you, God! I wish I would have went now. Well, you may have to go to. Uh, uh, I have a friend, Micah Pugsley, and she had got some footage from somewhere. There's actually a couple of them, I think. And, uh, yeah, they bailed old fence and sheriff's department got it under control pretty quick. And, uh, but one of the, one of the flagmen, uh, he done pretty good. He, uh, if it had been me, I'd done warp somebody with that flag, but, but he, I guess he was smart enough to think he probably didn't need to hit him with that flag. But he was, he was a husky guy, and he was kind of uh, trying to get one of them down and corralled and trying to keep them from fighting. And uh, but actually, I think there was about three of them. I think two of them was trying to get on one guy. And uh, I think that's when I think that's what caused people to come out of the stands. It's like, oh hell no, we ain't having two on one. You know, two guys can duke it out, but we're not having two on one. And I think I think that was what kind of ignited that part of it. But anyway, uh, sheriff's department got under control pretty quick, and uh, oh, here come the boys from Blue, uh, the drama queens out of Paragool. You know, they come sliding in there with about ten different vehicles after it's all over with. Oh, so the so the sheriff's department kind of already had a grip on it, and then then the then then the local PD. It seems kind of odd that they were actually. I didn't see them coming from all four corners. They they were apparently they were actually right there, pretty close to it. Uh, by the time it broke out, by the time you could kind of figure out who was who, uh. You, you could see the black shirts and the brown pants and and uh, the sheriff's big ass out there in the middle of it. <laughs> That's that that great. I, I wish I could have seen that. It kind of reminded me, we was actually just talking about earlier, uh, going out to Crowley's Ridge Raceway. And I was telling Jason that I used to go out there quite a bit when I was a young kid with – between you and mom and then then mom and Winford and them, and we'd always went out there. And uh, I remember there used to be some fights down in the pits out there. <laughs> and then it was usually between the guys that were in that Ridge Runner class that Jason was talking about earlier and that would always have the shittiest – loudest buzzing cars out there and those usually seem to be the people that get the most pissed at each other yeah 
Yeah, I don't, I don't even, you know, I don't know, I don't know what sparked this. It, it was probably, probably something that happened in an earlier race, or it might have been something that happened years ago. I don't, I don't know what, but the dude they was jumping on, he was smart enough not to take his helmet off. Well, okay, well that, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but at the same time, I might have I might have wanted to take mine off just so I could have used it as a weapon, and just started slinging it and slamming folks with it. If no, I was this old boy was trying to get away from them, and and uh, that one part there, the guy, the guy had to kind of squeeze between two cars that was there close together, and then he ran out there and jumped on him from behind, and the guy that had the helmet on, of course, actually he couldn't see he couldn't see him coming with that with that helmet on, but he was just trying to. I think he was trying to get out of there and and get away, and that was the part I saw on the video. I did, I was on the opposite side, so I couldn't I couldn't really tell other than you know I could see that the there was some people in uniform out there that was was getting in on it. But well, damn man, I I wish I wish I could have. Uh... I wish I could have made it out there for that. If we wouldn't have had other stuff, other stuff going on, it sounds like it would have been kind of worth my money. Because usually, every time, every time I've been to the demolition derby, I've told him there's just too much downtime for me. You're well, there was, and I mean, one in one of the heats, they pushed the car over the dike and and pushed the fence out a little bit toward the stands. And then they took time to pull the second levy around inside there. And, uh, I mean, they've done this year after year. And, and why in hell they can't be more organized? And the guy that did the announcing, he he, uh, he wanted to talk as fast as a Mexican. And you couldn't have to understand what he was saying. And... So, I mean, old people like me, their eardrums don't beat as fast, and so all that, all that gibber jabberish stuff, you know, uh, I couldn't half understand him. I mean, it, there's room for a lot of improvement, but I mean, that's Green County. Well, he might have just been like an auctioneer in his normal job, and he was just doing a uh, doing a demolition derby gig on the weekend. I'm not sure he could even do that, but anyway. And some people got blocked in, and so the sheriff's department went up there, and and he was rattling off their names, three people's names, so fast uh, you couldn't, you know, they had ten minutes to move the car or something. It was going to be told, and I never could hear the name. Of course, I knew I hadn't blocked anybody in, and and I know what my license plate number is, but I. I don't know if they ever contacted them people or not. It didn't sound like he was really making a good effort. Well, it does sound like it was a it was a pretty interesting evening. I was just wanting to kind of basically hear what I've heard here and heard heard what your take was on it from the demolition derby because apparently on Facebook land it's floated around quite a bit and been out there. Yeah, I mean. Overall, it was a, a pretty good derby, but like I say, there was there's a lot of room for improvement. I think they're gonna have another one this weekend. Hell yeah, I might have to uh, might have to get in on that because I'm not sure. I don't think I don't think I've got anything going on this weekend, so we might have to go check that out. Yeah, well, I got I got some other stuff I got to do, but anyway, you might get in on it. I might have to. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let you go, and uh, I'll I'll give you a shout here later. I just wanted to uh, get a little bit of uh, input on what may have happened out there, but uh, I'll I'll give you a shout later, and I'll talk to you later, man. All right, love you, dude. Bye. So there you have it, a live report from the Greene County Fair. Labor Day Demolition Derby, Marvin Gander. Very first uh, podcast appearance that he's ever known about. Anyways, I've you know I've got oh you my, have slipped in a few times. I've, I've had slipped you. I've slipped in a few audio clips here and there before, but uh, trying to trying to get him warmed up into it a little bit. Uh, Man, I definitely see where you get your uh, 
sense of what, humor. What, just and slow talking? and You're just, just storytelling. You're storytelling. Oh, he's from. a storyteller for well, sure. Well, the, the apple never never falls far from the tree. He's a storyteller for sure, and the story might not always be delivered on time, and it might be delivered in a very slow, fuck-around type of manner, but it ends up it ends up coming in. It's funny. So I love listening to that. I, well, I think it'd be more fun. One of these days, we'll get him over here at the house and just get him oh, to sure, sit down. Oh, sure, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll crack his brain a little bit. And uh, I'm going to have to be doing some serious thinking on – because I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't play your game, and I can't just give you a person from history that – well, I'll let you ruminate like on that. Down. I'll let you ruminate on that, and maybe in a couple of weeks when Matt's back, uh, come up with a good answer. So be thinking about it. So, hey, appreciate everybody listening. Episode, I think this is 42 we're up to now. I'm not sure. I think that's right. But we drop one uh, every other Wednesday night. So uh, if you like listening to podcasts, we appreciate you checking us out. Um, Andrew, tell everybody uh, have a good evening. What, what you got got on your mind? You, well, I would like to tell everybody to have a good evening, and I'd also like to thank you for uh, listening to our goobly gawk and horse shit, and appreciate every one of you, and I love every one of you, and everybody be good to each other, and whatever it is you're going to do every morning, go out and try to do your best at it, and be good. Love you, folks. Carpe diem. See you in a couple of weeks. Happy Campers Jamcast with Jason Lynham, Andrew Gander and Matt Trepo. 